Okay, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Craig F. I'm the moderator, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is Monday, November 21st, 2022. Uh, today we're reading from the big book, and we're on page 43, the third paragraph that begins, once more the alcoholic must, uh, once more the alcoholic and ends with must come from a higher power. Um, the reference numbers for Yesterday it is uh, 19,658-19658. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At the Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Lee H. to read the 12 steps. Lee? Well, good morning. This is Lee H., recovered. I'm from Tennessee, but presently still in California. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to all compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, Craig, for your service. I pass. 
Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, now I'm going to ask a, a Barb W. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Barb W. gratefully recovered in Illinois. Tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there's but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Next, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Signalness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 43, the third paragraph. And I'm going to ask Lisa B. to read the paragraph and get us started. Lisa? Good morning. Good morning, Craig. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Lisa B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm in South Carolina. Once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink, except in a few rare cases neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. Wow. Well, the word effective really jumps out for me. Um, And then also at certain times, you know, those words, at certain times. So, I don't know if when I pick up my alcoholic ingredient or engage in that behavior, 
um, if it's going to take me into, you know, uh, an explosive relapse. And I think that's the horribleness of this disease. You know, we're, we're kind of taught in a way when we come in here to pick up is to die. And we think that when we pick up, we're going to burst into a ball of flames and evaporate and be just scorched off the earth. But the sad thing happens is that, that it's that, you know, we are still here and we're still going on. And sometimes we don't always explode right away into a relapse. It, it, it may not happen right then. And that's the trickery of this disease. You know, it's cunning, baffling, and powerful. They always say, you know, it's a loaded gun. I was taught as I get older, the disease is progressive, that the bullet chamber, you know, is filled up more, whereas earlier on in my disease, there's maybe, you know, one or two bullets in that chamber. So I can pull the trigger maybe a few more times. But it is true with the progression. And I just don't want to, I don't want to experiment and see that progression. But this also reminds me in the doctor's opinion, you know, he says in nearly all cases, their ideals must be grounded in a power greater than themselves if they are to recreate their lives. I so desperately wanted to, and I want to continue to recreate my life. It has to be grounded in a power greater than myself. And it's saying here that um, there is no such defense. And as a recovered person, when I'm tempted to think that some solution is going to be a new a new meeting or a new sponsor or a new 12-step format or a new way of going through an inventory or a new prayer practice, you know, all those things point me to those things, but ultimately it's pointing me to the most important thing is, you know, I choose to call my higher power God, is God, is a relationship with this power, not all the tools, you know, to get me there, but ultimately resting and living and thriving and walking and standing in that power that's the solution and then this chapter you know when it says once more it has to continue to remind me it's plain insanity this is plain insanity that goes on in my mind and um yeah i that plain insanity can take over at any point that's the other thing with this disease i think i know what the relapse is going to look like i think i know how i'm going to be before it happens or after it happens i don't know that's why i have to stay grounded in that power and rely on that power. So I, I know there's so much more that can be said, and I really look forward to hearing all of you. And thank you, God, for recovery in this program. And thank you for all of you. I pass. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm going to, um, now we're going to uh, hear from uh, the rest of you. Uh, whoever wants to share, and I'm going to remind you that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Okay, so who would like to share on this paragraph? Rick J. Linda D. Janet C. All right, I got Rick and Jana, and there was somebody else. Shanna C. Yeah, I got you, Shanna. Rick and Shanna. Okay. And then Rick J. Shanna C. Who else? Christina L. Cerise from Connecticut. What was that? Rick from Canada? Cerise from Connecticut. Yeah, I didn't. I still didn't get you. I got a Larry B., but there was somebody else. Cerise from Connecticut. All right. 
Janice PM. Got you, Janice. Thank you. Leslie MC. Got you, Leslie. Okay, that's a good uh, um, that's a good list. Um, all right, I'm gonna let's get going. Uh, Rick J, take us away. Unmute star one. Thank you, Craig. Sorry, I was just yakking away here. Uh, <laughs> thanks for your service. Uh, Rick J, recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. And so grateful to be on this paragraph. So grateful that I'm living. I'm living in this paragraph. Um, first of all, the knowledge that um, you know, I have no effective mental defense against that that first drink, that first compulsive bite. Um, and now, for me, that is my step one. It's the foundation of of this spiritual house that I'm I'm building. You know, I'm trying to build to live in today. It's a, you know, it's just one day at a time. But without that foundation of that 100% concession, that I'm 100% hopeless apart from divine help. Um, the divine help is my higher power and the connection that I have with my higher power. And, um, you know, I've had a long, long, painful journey, you know, in, in this, um, on this spiritual journey of, of accepting that. So for me, I, I know that I love what was shared, um, you know, for, um, this my my disease within me that that's a part of me is progressive it's progressive and i'm coming to understand too that uh recovery my connection with my higher power is progressive if i do the work if i do the spiritual actions that keep me connected but just for today so when we here were recovered from a seemingly hopeless condition of mind and body, that's true. And that's conditional. It's just, it's simply conditional. You know, if, if I continue, if I, if I do the work uh, one day at a time. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful that today I started my day with, with God of my understanding. I started my day with God, and I connect with this God in my understanding all throughout the day with pausing, spot check inventories, and I end my day with the God in my understanding. You know, but if I don't do that, then that, that part of me, that, that parasite that lives within me that's, that's connected to my mind and in my brain, there's two things going on there that I'm completely powerless over, and it's – you know, that obsession of the mind, you know, and that core of self-centeredness and selfishness is there, which connects to my brain, which is chemically altered and different from a normal brain. <laughs> I'm abnormal, and it's okay. But if I am connecting with that power that's transforming me on a daily basis, it's transforming me, and it's progressive, 
then it alleviates that obsession to turn to something for ease and comfort, to fill that hole that only the God of my understanding can fill. And wow, what what a difference to just be living in the steps, not working a step, but just living in the steps. And if I'm living in the steps, I'm living in the promises, never perfectly and never a perfect life, but always a perfect understanding of who I am now, what I'm dealing with, what's safe. General reminder. With that, I pass. All right, Rick. Thank you. All right. Next up, we have Shanna C. Shanna? Good morning. This is Shanna C., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Tennessee. Thank you, Craig, and thanks, uh, everyone, uh, for their service and their shares. It's, um, my abstinence is an absolute miracle for my life, and I don't know really what else to add to what has already been said because this is just so simple and powerless. Like, the fact that I that I get up in the morning and I am willing to spend that time with the God of my understanding, um, and I'm able to acknowledge my powerlessness over the fact that I, I can't stop myself from picking up that first compulsive bite but yet it's not a white knuckle experience but there's something greater than me at work in my in my life that's keeping me from picking up that first bite and has for the last for three years it's absolutely a miracle um you know and one of the twisted the mental twists that i get uh and have in and in, in aware of now versus before and what took me back out before was this so easy for me to start, even though I'm doing the work, you know, um, you know, making calls or whatever, uh, attending the meetings, helping people, uh, taking inventory, living in 10, 11, and 12. I, my, my twist tends to, I become self-reliant, too self-reliant, and too reliant on people and too reliant on my own ability to use the tools. That in and of itself, keeping the God of my understanding at arm's length and not really relying on God, but relying on the tools. And if there's a fine line there because the tools are necessary, but what I tend to forget and what my ego likes to make me think is look at me, how good I'm doing and doing the work. And then therein comes the expectation of, well, it should be better by now. Things around me should be better by now. I shouldn't be making mistakes. I'm doing the work, blah, 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 blah. Screw it. I want to eat, you know. And that's what took me out back in 2015 because um, I was doing the, I was, I was following all the rules. I was making my outreach calls. I was attending the meetings. I was being of service. I was doing the inventory, blah, blah, blah. You know, and the weight came off, and but my mind was still crazy, and I'd overwhelm myself, and I overcomplicated things. Thank God that, you know, once I got to that point where I truly realized that there is no human power that could relieve me of this, that's when I was able to truly surrender to this as a way of life. And the God of my understanding put me with someone who was able to convey that and take me through the steps. And enable me to truly be of maximum service because I really saw what my problem was. Is I don't have an effective mental defense against that first bite. It comes from a higher power, you know. And I get to stay in these steps. It's a way of life that really works. Um, and I get to help others. It's just that simple. Thank God for the tools. Thank God for the people who were here for me when I needed them. 
and thank God for this fellowship and this uh, the and the directions in the big book that show me how to do this one day at a time. All right, happy Monday. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and thanks for allowing me to share. All right, thank you for your share. For those that are just getting on or got on a little late, we're re, uh, we read on page 43, the third paragraph that begins, once more the alcoholic, and ends with once must come from a higher power. So, uh, Christine, you're up. Star one. Thanks, Craig. Good morning. My name is Christina L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Florida. And I love how this paragraph just summarizes all of um, more about alcoholism, what we were just reading, but it also leads you right into the next chapter, We Agnostics. Um, except in a few rare cases, neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. And what came up for me with this reading was that, you know, I always turn to other people. I was trying to make everyone else my higher power. Um, I relied more on what other people told me than what was coming from my higher power. And I'm just so um, incredibly grateful for, you know, the people who shone the light to find to find that connection to that that higher power, who I do call God, and is bringing me to a relationship that I've never experienced before in my life. Um, uh, my mind just went blank. <laughs> um, but I also wanted to talk about the defense, the mental defense against the first drink. Uh, for me, it was like so much, especially what I realized about myself last year was that, you know, aside from, you know, p- making other people my higher power, like that I was trying to control and manipulate God by, you know, checking all the boxes and say, look, see, I'm doing it. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And um, aren't I doing a good job? And, and that, also did not work you know god doesn't care you know if i'm checking boxes or not you know there has to be like a true in my experience a true desire to be doing you know the work that i am doing um and there's still so much that i don't yet know or understand about god and and that's and that's fine i don't need i don't need to know all i need to know is that i am not it and that no matter what i do it's not going, no matter what I, well, what I'm trying to say is no matter what I do to try to control and manipulate God, it's not going to protect me from that, that mental defense. It's not going to keep me from picking up that first bite. And um, I guess that's what all I've got to share. It's, it's, it's in my head, but it's not coming out in the word. So With that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share, and have a great day. Okay, uh, thank you. Next, we have uh, Sherry C. Sherry? that right? Oh, Sherry C. Hi, sorry. Sherry C. Um... Uh, okay. Wow. Um, it's been a while since I said that 
uh, since I share it on the recorded line. Um, but I wanted to put myself out there um, in service of all of those who have those mental blank spots present as they're in the middle of trying to do this work. Um, one of the most terrifying things that I heard when I first joined this line was that there are people who wake up in the middle of the night and find themselves in a bowl of cereal. How did that happen? How do they sleepwalk and sleep eat? Except that sometimes I find like I'm exactly that person and I'm not recovered. And I, I, I'm not recovered from compulsive eating. I'm not fully recovered from compulsive food behaviors. I just know that every day that I show up on this line, I have, I, I have this guttural feeling that even if I'm sleepwalking and I've eaten an entire bowl of cereal, that I don't know how I ate, that somehow if I was going to eat two bowls while I was asleep. But somehow I'm blessed that I'm eating that I'm eating one bowl instead because I'm showing up to this line. I'm 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 listening to somebody say to me, once more, once more. Like, hello, knock knock. Anybody home? You didn't get the message the first many times, but that's the illness. And it hurts me that I don't have recovery yet. And I hope that in sharing this, maybe I'm going to be one step closer to it. I want it. And I don't have it yet. And I'm, I, I'm living in this powerlessness that I have a hard time still acknowledging that I'm at, like in, in every fiber of my being. But every day that I come here and I feel that acceptance weighed more than the judgment once more, once more, he's saying, before we even get to we agnostics, before we even end with the paragraphs that we end with every single day, I need to hear your messages of once more. I'm so grateful that I'm allowed to share on this line, even though I'm not in a recovered state. Thank you for, um, thank you for being here. Um, and with that, I pass. Okay, thank you, Sherry Surrey. <clears throat> Sorry, I keep messing that up, Surrey C. Uh, next, we have uh, Larry B. Larry? Star one? Was there not a Larry? Well, maybe... <clears throat> Maybe we'll come back if he comes back. Uh, let's go on and go to Janice PM. Janice? Thank you so much, Craig F. I'm in here in the background. Yes, um, right. my name is Janice PM, and I'm a grateful, yes, grateful recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Well, it says once more. And to me, you know, what they're teaching me, and hopefully most of us, or all of us, once more they're trying to tell me, Janice, do you believe that you're a real compulsive overeater? By saying once more the alcoholic 
which is which is asking me, and do I have any reservations today that I am a compulsive overeater, and I still am, no matter what, about if I am a real uh, compulsive overeater. And it, and it says to me, you know, because they keep telling me from page one that I'm powerless in the doctor's opinion. And then I ask myself, do I believe, do I, Janice, believe that at certain times I have no effective mental defense? Mental defense. That means for me, of course, I always thought that I could change my mind, you know, and I would be powerful and I could say, well, no, I won't do it this time, but I'll do it next time. But you know, the defense is, is really a resistance. It's, it's a resistance to the attack of my mentality, of that obsession that I have when it comes to food, when I had, you know, when I did have the obsession to come to food. So, no, I don't have any mental defense. Absolutely not, because I have a sick mind, you know. And do I really believe that it says here, nor any other human being. Do I believe that no human being can provide such a defense? Absolutely. I do believe no other human being. That's why I cannot put it a group. Yet my group, a vision for you, is very, very powerful to help me all along the way. But my defense must come from my HP, capital HP, other than a human being. See, I never knew that because I always said, oh, I'll get the right spots. Oh, yeah, I'll get her. Oh, I'll go to the right meeting. Oh, yeah, I'll have the right food plan. Always depending, oh, when my husband changes, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, it depends. My, my defense, my resistance must come from a higher power capital P, no human being. So stop looking, Janice. Stop looking for the right one, what you think. And with that, I'm going to tell. Okay, thanks, Janice. Uh, Next, we're going to have Leslie. Uh, Leslie? Uh, Hi, Craig, um, it's Leslie Mc, um, MC here from Ohio, <clears throat> and um, I think it's my first time really sharing uh, on this line. And what I wanted to uh, share on here is um, um, I've been in OA since 2003, um, so 19 years in OA, and uh, by the grace of my higher power, I've never returned back to the the weight that I entered into these rooms, um, and I actually was envisioned, I think, back in about 2018, um, finished the steps, um, but um, stopped, uh, you know, stopped listening to vision until um, my previous sponsor um, said she was going to do 90 meetings in 90 days, and I said, oh, Vision uh, would be good for that, and I uh, came back and I listened to a podcast, and one of the things the podcast said is that they thought it, the guy said it took him 
many, many years, maybe 11, 15 years, I don't know, to do step one. And to me, this is um, step one for me that um, I don't, it's, it's like when you, you have, you know, a flood and then you build up your defenses against that flood and then you have a tornado. Um, there, I don't know when and where the mental twist is going to come in. I don't know what my diseased brain is going to try to tell me next. I put down my alcoholic foods, and last night um, I happened to be grocery shopping uh, with my sister-in-law, and we're by the wines, and my brain's like, buy some wine, buy some wine. Um, so just to, I mean, this is so true for me today. It's taken me, you know, 19 years to realize um, that um, I just have no defense. I have no defense. It'd be great if I could just not pick up those foods, but I just don't know where it's going to come from, where I'll be blindsided, if I'll even know, if I'll have a conscious thought, if I'll something will happen where I just won't care. Um, but um, I'm so grateful um, to have you guys here because the only place I hear this is vision, the urgency, the only place. Thankfully, my current sponsor is a vision sponsor, and she hooked me up with people I could call right away um, because I have to talk to people that know they need to talk to other people in order to um, in order to be abstinent. In order to save their lives, they have to talk to people. So I just love it. Thank and thank you um, for Vision and the groups that operate in the background that are calling people, I just have to send a text, and in five minutes or less than five minutes, someone's calling me, and um, the fellowship is amazing, and they're always pointing me towards my higher power um, and uh, realizing that I'm in a loop where I'm trying to do it myself, and I can't do it. So thank you, and with that, I'll pass. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, let's go back and and. Uh, see if Larry is uh, available. Larry B, did you did we skip you? Star one to unmute. Well, that may have been a ghost voice that I heard. Okay, um, is that him getting on? All right. In a minute, we're going to take another list. I'm going to remind everybody that we're on. We're sharing on the. The third paragraph on page 43 that says, once more the alcoholic, and ends with, must come from a higher power. All right, who else would like to share on this paragraph? Vasa S. Ken W. Vasa. This is Larry. Vasa. I got Vasa. Tina. Larry. Claudine B. All right. Hold on, hold on. One at a time. Vasa, we got Tina, I got Larry, I got Ken W. Monica H. M from Delaware. Monica. Joanne P. Jo- Joanne, was that? Yes. All right. Monette M. Monette, okay. Callie C from Utah. Callie? Yeah. Great. All right, that's a pretty good list. Let's uh 
uh, start with that. Uh, Vasa, take us away. Vasa is going to be followed by Tina. Vasa, star one to unmute. Thank you. Thank you, Craig, for your service. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered compulsive overeater, calling from uh, from Port Charlotte, Florida. And uh, thank you for everybody's shares. And uh, I, by the time I came to Overeater, Overeaters Anonymous, and I was ready to admit I was powerless over the food addiction. And uh, I had no effective mental defense against the first bite of food. I remember reading in the big book of drinks, and that's the truth. When it comes to the food, that was, you know, I had no defense or that no human power could provide me with such defense, not myself, not anybody else, not the doctors, not <laughs> all the diet prep places I went uh, over the years. I had struggled with the food addiction for twenty for many years. I don't even want to put n- numbers there, and uh, and I tried to control it, but I could never p- p- put it down. So I'm just so so grateful that God put somebody in my life that was in in the programs recovering from alcoholism and also her number number one addiction was food. So she helped me in this area, and she did say to me, the only defense has to come from a higher power, and there's no other way. And I was just so ready, and I said, give it to me. Show me. How do I do it? And she did say, to surrender, you know, and I was so willing and ready to surrender. I did the first three steps. I can't, he can, and I will. Whoever that God is, whoever that power is, and that's what I did, and I did have that spiritual experience from the first night I came to my first meeting, and that's the only thing that kept me coming. If I didn't have that, I don't think I would have gone back. So God sapped me, my higher power sapped me that night when I surrendered. And there's no graduation. I feel, you know, yes, I have, re- uh, from the from the food addiction, I feel I am recovered, but I don't want to say, oh, okay, I'm recovered, so I'm going to throw everything away, and God is just going to watch over me, and he's going to take care of me. No, I needed to continue with the rest of the steps as they were laid out. And there's no graduation for me. You know, I mean, I love the paragraph we just read, and I keep on hearing how people went in a relapse. I wanted to be reminded of, of those times where I had before I came to OA. I, I, you know, I was into relapse all the time. By the time I came to OA, there was nothing more I could try. So I was ready and willing to surrender. And uh, this is the only thing that has worked for me. And the, I want to continue, continue doing what I'm doing. Not with just the food of addiction. And I learned it's physical, emotional, and spiritual. And that's what I needed to do. So I needed to find a power greater than myself, and I have found that higher power greater than myself. Thank you. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. All right. Thank you. Next up, we have Tina, and Tina will be followed by Larry and then by Ken. Tina? 
Thanks so much, Craig, uh, for your service. Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Uh, wow, what a, what a powerful small paragraph this is, and I, uh, what a great meeting today for sure. A lot of great shares. And, you know, over and over, you know, I am so powerless. And, um, and you know, and I, I'm great at saying when, some, when I'm talking to a sponsee, because this is such a small paragraph, you know, kind of have it memorized, you know. And I always say, you know, once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense and that his defense must come from a higher power. You know, I'm great for saying that to someone, you know, but how well am I actually living this? And I heard that in the meeting today, you know, by working the steps, you know, step two, step one, if I stay in step one, I don't have the opportunity to come to believe in a power greater than myself. But then again, you know, I have to continue on with the rest of the steps. And and what it looks like for me today is, Every day when I wake up, you know, I have an opportunity to practice step 11, which gives me a connection with a power greater than myself, and then throughout the day so that, you know, I I, I am continually reminded that it's God doing this deal, it's not Tina. But again, once more, I can get in that place of pride and ego of, uh, you know, I'm doing this deal, you know, and I'm not because then I get into the crazies and, you know, and I may not pick up that first bite, but I can eat loony or in a tune, you know, until, you know, I kind of surrender, like everybody talked about, you know, surrendered to a power greater than myself that he can, he does for me what I cannot do. And, you know, I too had at certain times had put all this, um, all this stuff on human beings. And people had tried to relieve my food addiction and my alcoholism. They really tried, but they could not either. So today, you know, after my experience, when I look over my shoulder and I see my experience that the only defense that I have comes from power greater than myself, and how well am I cultivating that relationship today? What am I doing today so that I don't have to rely on this mental defense that does not work and that I can depend on a power greater than myself to do for me what I cannot? And that is to, you know to keep me from the food. You know, I, I do, you know, I do the stuff, I do the work, you know, I have a plan, I follow it, I have a sponsor, I have sponsors, I, you know, I call people and I do the work. But again, I, my defense comes from a power greater than myself. And I'm so grateful, so grateful that I don't have to depend on me because I fall short all the time. That'll pass. Thanks so much. Okay, thanks, Tina. Remind everybody that we read and are sharing on the third paragraph on page 43, once more the alcoholic through must come from a higher power. Uh, Next, we have Larry Kay, followed by Kim and then Monica. Kim, or Larry, I mean, go ahead. (laughs) Hey, Craig, good morning. Larry Kay, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. Except in a few, you know, rare circumstances, uh, it says, except in a few cases. So you're telling me there's a chance that I have some mental defense that I can muster up. And, and that was part of the problem that, uh, that I kept thinking that I, I could. Because, you know, there were certain times. There were certain times maybe I had a date. Maybe I was at a wedding or some other social function. And I could muster up that mental defense. So I, I really identified out with this at, and I thought to myself, no, that, that's really not true. I, I, I do have a mental defense at times. And that kept me from finding this recovery and from working the steps with a degree of enthusiasm that it was going to take. 
And so I think sometimes, you know, these paragraphs are such that we got to dig a little deeper because I know I did. You know, the reality was is that unless what I know today is unless I access a higher power through the implementation of these steps and work these steps and learn this spiritual skill set for a lifetime, I will find myself back in the food. It might not be the food. It might be some other substance or behavior. But I will find I have an alcoholic mind, and unless I find alignment with God on a daily basis, one day at a time, that I find that alignment with God, living this way of life, living by these principles, I will not have a mental defense. And I think I can confuse myself in thinking, no, my intellect, my willpower, I can find a way around this. And that's a, that's a slippery slope for a guy like me. It's a very slippery slope. So today, for today, I, every morning, I remind myself I'm up against a progressive, permanent, and fatal disease. I choose. It's a choice. This is a choice. We can choose otherwise. This way of life is a choice each day that we make, hour by hour, day by day. Thank you, Craig. With that, I pass. Thanks. All right, Larry, thank you. Uh, next we have uh, Ken, and then Ken's going to be followed by Monica and then Joanne. Ken? Thanks. Greg, uh, this is Ken WH from North Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, I'm just struck by the word must uh, that just screams off the page. Um, I know we like to say there are no must. These are 12 suggested steps. <laughs> Yeah, suggestions if you want if you don't want to die, uh, at least the way I understand them. Um, this must come from a higher power is not a suggestion. Um, it it's a declarative statement, and it's based on experience from those who have gone before me and uh, shown me the way and shown me over and over again that without the higher power, without relationship with a higher power, I'm toast, and pun is intended, I guess, Um, uh, because I'll eat again, I'll eat again. Um, And and maintaining that relationship is is the most difficult part, I think, today, after many, many years around recovery language, the steps, and and all of that. Um, It's just way too easy to to coast, um, <laughs> go coast to toast, I guess, I don't know, uh, and just not continue uh, to grow, um, continue to improve my conscious contact with God. And that's where I am today. I'm just so aware of how much I need to improve that conscious contact on a daily basis. I must do it if if I'm to remain abstinent and free so thanks for letting me share good meeting craig take care bye okay thanks ken next up we have a monica m monica and then monica will be followed by joanne and then monette and then callie we have time monica Hello, Monica, compulsive 
overeater, recovered, one day at a time, one meal at a time. Uh, I haven't spoken here, I don't know, for a long time. I uh, A year ago, I was, I was beside myself because I didn't know how I was going to stop overeating. And uh, I asked for God for help, and here I am. It wasn't right away that I got abstinent. I started going to meetings. I found somebody to help me, and, and then I was abstaining for about two, two weeks. And then I found my recovered sponsor, and she told me about this vision for you. So I know today that, and I let go of 30 pounds, and I, let, I know today that God, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here today. I give everything to God today, my weight, my everything. And if it wasn't for a sponsor, a recovered sponsor that helped me to get into the steps, because I'm also an AA, and I thought, you know, I got this, right? Although I heard you, Craig, at a, at a convention say, credits don't apply. So that really helped me. And uh, so I just want to say thank you to AA, to all of you, and to God, because I know that the only defense I have is God. So I don't take, I don't take this for granted. I take it one day at a time, one meal at a time, one situation at a time. Love you all. Thank you. Okay, Monica caught me by surprise there. Next up, we have Joanne. Joanne will be followed by Monette and then by Callie, if we have time. We've got six minutes for three people. So, Joanne? Good morning, everyone. This is Joanne P. from Pennsylvania, a compulsive overeater. Recovered by the grace of God, one day at a time. Wow, this paragraph and all of you to speak to my heart. Thank you so much for for all of your shares and your service and um, and our program. Wow, I I spent most of my life as a compulsive overeater trying to figure it all out, and do it my way. And when I came into OA, I learned. Yeah, I learned about the importance of a higher power and how we had to abandon ourselves. But I also learned that we have no mental defense. We wake up every morning an addict, and unless we stand up and just surrender to God our whole life and pray that um, they abandon, I abandon myself to my higher power now, I just surrender every night and every morning because I relapsed. I relapsed for about a year and a half, did the steps three, well, it was four times before I finally... Um, figured it out or realized that I have to have complete surrender. I have to have um, absolute abstinence. I have to serve others. I have to work my 12 steps. I have to be humble and ask God every day, you know, to, um, yeah, to free me from this compulsive mind, this obsession of the mind that I have. This no mental defense, wow, it's pretty powerful. So I'm so thankful for all of you in our program and especially thankful for God because we know 
we have no power. That's our problem. We lack power. And until we surrender and accept life, right, with humility and uh, work in our fellowship, um, it's just an, an indescribably wonderful um, fellowship that we have. And I just love, yeah, I love your service and all the help I've gotten, especially from my sponsor to make me understand that we don't ask why. Our joy is in the escape, but it's only one day at a time. And and thank God for these tools, and especially thank God for um, the must, the warning, the direction that we must um, get, yeah, get our freedom from our higher power. So with that I pass, and thank you so much for letting me share. Okay, thank you very much. Next up, we have Monette, followed by Callie. We've got three hey, minutes. Hey, it's Monette. Can you, can you hear me? <laughs> I can. This is Monette, and I'm compulsive, recovered compulsive overeater um, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, or actually Owasso. Anyway, yeah, I just, um, yeah, his defense must come from a higher power. And uh, I've been around Tulsa recovery since 1996, and um, I started praying for, I started asking God for a new experience with the big book and the 12 steps and my recovery. And then most importantly, you know, the relationship, a new experience with him. And man, he totally answered that prayer for me this past March. And so I've been going through the big book in a way that makes this book so brand new to me. And I, I'm, he has just one more time overwhelmed me with his answer to my prayer and gone above and beyond anything I could have imagined that, um, that, that my higher power has for me. And like I said, his defense must come from a higher power. So this is, it was pointed out to me, this is a solution paragraph. You know, it tells me that I am beyond human aid and that, but then my defense must come from a higher power. And also from page 23 to 43, you know, this big book is, is pointing me to the problem with the main crux of the problem, which is in my mind. And so, um, uh, you know, what I do know is I am beyond human aid when I get here and I don't have a connection with the higher power because I, I'm in the food. And so I've got this pipeline that's all clogged up because I'm choosing things outside of my higher power, you know, to have a spirit, you know, to try to have a, this spiritual experience and, and to try to find some ease and some comfort. And what I know today is there's only, um, and I love what someone on this line shares all the time, surrender, surrender, surrender. My life is a process of surrenders, and it will continue to be that way. But God, my higher power just keeps inviting me into more and more of an, um, an intimate relationship with him, a closer relationship. And so I love it says my defense must come from a higher power, not from a sponsor, not from a food plan, not from 90 meetings in 90 days and all that. Those are all good things. But I am without mental defense. It also tells me on page 24 that, that I've lost the power of choice. I've lost the power of choice to eat or to pick up if I if I place myself you know outside of God's protection and care. Today I'm in a place of neutrality, and I love what the Big Book says that I do feel safe and I do feel protected. And so when I have sponsees who are struggling, I'm like, hey, if you're going to pick up and use, you know, call me. It's not necessarily that I'm going to talk you out of it, but that act of willingness to pick up the phone and call. Let's let's give your higher power. Let's give God a chance to get in there. And um, to, you know, beyond, you know, when you're in self-will and just reaching out to another person and just being willing to tell on ourselves, even before we do, it does give my higher power a chance to get in there and maybe um, have his way instead of um, my own self-will. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Craig. 
Okay, thanks, Monette. Callie, unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, maybe you could stay and share in the second hour. Um, no. Apologize. Okay. All right. Um, uh, thanks to everybody who shared. The share ID for today's meeting that we're just concluding is 19,659-19659. Uh, we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will uh, Darlene H. please read uh, A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to keep you until then. Darlene? Sure. Good morning, everybody. This is Darlene H. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.